Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kiwa, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America. And I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm a cruise writer. I write over at Cruising for All and also Mini Travelers travel website and this week guys we are going to be continuing our mini series on river cruising and we are very very excited to have with us another one of our special guests as well um so becky from apt travel marvel if you would like to introduce yourself to everyone and say hello absolutely so uh, hello everyone i'm becky i've been working with apt and apt travel marvel for nearly five years now um so through a pandemic which was very interesting i have to say um but you know absolutely love uh, working for apt the product is incredible the staff that I work with are the best in the business I have to say that obviously um, you know but my my background specifically it has been in travel for many many years um, been in sort of retail uh, arenas uh, working for independent travel agents I've worked as a home worker for a few years in the very very historical past um, and then uh, cabin crew um, and then moved into business development with tour operators. Um, so yeah, so I've obviously been with APT now for five years nearly, and I absolutely love it. I love talking to people about the amazing product that we have. I was going to say, it's a very different product as well, isn't it, in the river market? And this is one thing that we're hoping we, we can get across in this series we're doing, is just to showcase that all river cruises, they may have the same shape and size, because obviously they have to fit through the locks of Europe. But every single product, as we call it in the industry, every t- single brand and ship, has a totally different atmosphere, a totally different market, and they cater to very different markets. So that's what we're hoping we can kind of showcase um, by having you on today. Um, just to yeah. give a bit of a brief overview of how me and Sarah, so we briefly, we were very briefly on board one of the ships at the Clear River Cruise Conference last year. So we had um, about 15 or so minutes, wasn't it? a very quick tour um, to have a little look around the ship. And both of us have commented before this episode about how impressed we were by the ship because we were both shocked that it's actually a four-star brand, at least the Travel Marvel brand is four-star, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we had a, one of our brand new contemporary, well, at the time, brand new contemporary ships uh, in Budapest at the uh, Clear uh, uh, conference, which you guys obviously were able to get on. And the reason it was so quick is because we actually had full uh, full paying passengers right. getting on board. So travel agents were the first people to come yes. on board to have a look around because obviously we love our travel agent partners and we really wanted to showcase our ship. So, you know, we would love for you to have had lunch on board and stayed a bit longer <laughs> but you know we had to quick do quick turnarounds but absolutely you know the feedback we got from that event was phenomenal and everybody was saying the same thing you know wow this feels in like a you know like a luxury product and it's a premium four-star product the hardware is spectacular you know it's been um designed for the waterways of europe so it is very modern very state-of-the-art and in a contemporary style so it almost feels like a boutique floating hotel more than, you know, a standard river cruise ship. So we're very, very proud of our Travel Marvel contemporary ships. And I'm so glad that you guys liked it as wow. well. That's that's really good news because obviously just getting on for 15 minutes isn't really enough time to kind of immerse yourself in the product. <laughs> so I'm glad you, what, you liked what you saw. That's really positive. <laughs> I remember before the whole buzz was, it's got an Irish bar on, it's got an Irish bar on. And yeah. I was so anti-Irish bar and I thought, oh, God, this is good. And then, I was blown away by how stylish it is. It's absolutely not you expected. It. It, it was just I don't know. The decor was amazing, and then there was that barbecue area at the top. Thing. And as I say, for a very fleeting trip, it made an impression. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and the Irish bar is certainly one that captures people's attention, absolutely. And <laughs> I have to just point out, we do have happy hour in McGeary's every day. seven. <laughs> oh, 50% off your drinks, it's fantastic. And it's a it's really saying. amazing yeah. concept, you know. Having somewhere yeah. else to go on board the ship that you can go and have a drink with your fellow passenger and yeah. relax in a pub style environment. Nobody else yeah. has got that on the river. So we're we're really, no. really pleased to have that concept. Yeah. And it's not come across as gimmicky. It's super cool. I was really impressed. We're yeah. not part we're very partial to happy hour on a, a cruise ship, aren't we, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? I tell you, it's a it's a fab idea. And it's a really nice way of having a few drinks, meeting new people, and then going down for your dinner afterwards because the yeah. restaurant opens from seven. So, you know, you get a couple of drinks and then obviously go on down for dinner and 
I think the great thing about McGeary's as well is that you have access to the sun deck from McGeary's as well. So you can go from there up to the sun deck very easily with drink in hand, enjoy the views. And of course, the sun deck is where lots of people like to spend a lot of time as well. So it's easy access there, easy access from the reception area and of course from our alfresco lounge as well. So you can get up onto that sun deck from several points on the ship. I suppose we should really start at the beginning because for listeners that are used to ocean cruises, we've just jumped straight into the Irish bar. <laughs> <laughs> My fault, sorry, my bad. But Becky, can you tell us a bit for our ocean cruising audience about river cruising and about your brand and you know what, what you represent? Yeah, absolutely. So river cruising, you know, I think... It is a fantastic product that a lot of people still haven't discovered. I think if you love ocean cruising, then you would also love river cruising, but you have to understand that it is a completely different concept to ocean. So just because it's called river cruise and ocean is called ocean cruise, it doesn't mean that they're the same. You know, river cruise is a very different way of traveling. Um, you know, it's like a, like I said before, a floating boutique hotel to take you from destination to destination. And I think, you know, when you go on an ocean cruise, you're used to 12,000 restaurants to choose from. You know, you're used to the, the, the massive Broadway type esque shows that you can enjoy. Well, river cruising is a relaxed, sort of, you know, chilled out vibe. And it's not really the ship that's the destination. When you choose an ocean cruise, you're choosing it because you want that ship particularly. Maybe it's doing the itinerary that you want to do, of course. But most of the time, it's because you want to try the ship that you're, you're interested in. Whereas with River, you're, you're, you're almost choosing the destinations that you're going to see, the itinerary. Um, and of course, we do you know, have a number of competitors that do do the same itineraries as us. So why would you choose Travel Marvel? And the reason for that really is because, as I said, we have this beautiful brand new fleet of ships. You know, the, the service on board is outstanding. You get a number of inclusions with us as well. So you obviously get all your sightseeing included. So, you know, when you look at the price and compare it to Ocean again, take into consideration that River Cruise, you get so much included. So you're going to have your flights from the UK, your transfers to get you to the ship. You're going to have all your port taxes and your gratuities included with Travel Marvel and, and APT Luxury as well. You know, all your sightseeing opportunities are included. So when you get off the ship, you're going to be going off sightseeing for a morning or maybe an afternoon. And then, of course, all your food is included as well. Afternoon teas, early riser, late riser pastries, full on breakfasts, gourmet dinners, late night snacks, you know, it's all going to be there for you to enjoy. And I think what really stands us apart is, again, the new ships. You know, we were so delighted to have the investment continue. Obviously, the ships were meant to launch in 2020, the pandemic hit, but APT Travel Group didn't pull, you know, this investment into these new ships because they, they can see the the market growing. They can see the, you know, the um, interest increasing and the Travel Marvel fleet really has performed exceptionally well. And people are loving it as well. We're rated excellent on Trustpilot because people have the most incredible experience on board. So I'd say really what stands us apart is amazing service, so much included, brand new fleet of ships. And of course, on board, you're going to have a certain type of demographic as well, um, of which um, I, I'm not too sure if everybody's aware, but we have Australians, New Zealanders and Brits on board our ships in, in, in Europe. So, yeah, it makes for a very fun and, you know, entertaining atmosphere on board. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think that was the thing that stood out with me when we had our little mini presentation at the start of our visit. That was something that resonated. It was just the demographic you attract um with the brands that you have are very different from maybe some of the other river cruise ships but i think that then relates more into the type of atmosphere though that your ships then create on board as well so you know, a prime example is the fact that you have a lot of australians new zealanders you also then obviously have the barbecue on the top deck as well on board you have um the irish bar i think that sets the tone for the type of atmosphere that you're having whereas some river cruises maybe have the might they have the perception at least obviously we could chat more about that but the perception of them being quite cultured sophisticated classy and I think some people maybe are put off by that because they want to go on something that's maybe a bit more relaxed and a bit more accessible culturally, I mean. Um, and I feel like that's why you guys have got that kind of really nice mix of the balance. If you still go into these amazing cultural destinations, but it's still in a very relaxed, casual environment, particularly with the Travel Marvel brands, at least anyway. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, there is a river cruise out there for everybody. So, you know, it doesn't matter what you're looking for. You can find a river cruise that's going to suit your requirements. Absolutely. But I'd say what people are loving about the the Travel Marvel ships are the the relaxed vibe on board. You know, we do have entertainment, of course. We have, you know, uh, bands that come on board. We have um, um, a a duo that are on board constantly and they do a lot of the you know the the sort of music through the day and then they do music in the evening as well but we do have local acts and entertainers come on board such as a Bavarian evening we've had an ABBA tribute on board before as well so people are up dancing and having fun but it is a very relaxed vibe and of course you're so right Kieran with the barbecue up on the sun deck you know the McGeary's Irish bar um you know it just really creates that concept of fun but a nice yeah. relaxed vibe as well. So yeah, it's going down an absolute treat with our passengers, which is wonderful. Can we talk a bit more about about food? Because food is a big part of a trip. I like dining, and and I think that's a whole event for me. And um, so, in terms of, are there restaurants on board, or how does that work? Yeah, so on Travel Marvel, we have three dining options. So we have got the main restaurant, which is called Constellations. And this is where you can get your full breakfast, your full lunch, and then a a gourmet dinner in the evening. Um, Drinks will be included uh, with lunch and dinner as well when you're on board. So that's locally produced wines, beers, and soft drinks. Um, So when you're dining on board, um, you can actually enjoy um, your beverages as well, included in the cost of your holiday. But the food itself is quality. Um, it's not fine dining. We don't sell it as fine dining. So if you're looking for a, an exclusive fine dining experience, then try APT Luxury because that is more of a fine dining experience. But when it comes to Travel Marvel, you know, you are going to have a, a selection of foods. You are going to have chef's recommendations. You're going to have a four course gourmet uh, dinner in the evenings. Uh, and the food is um, absolutely phenomenal. Food is my favorite subject as well. and i absolutely love the food on board it is incredible um using local produce the chefs kind of design the menu to suit the destination that you're traveling through we can dietary requirements as well that's no problem um so you know i mean just to give you an example you know i've had a beautiful um you know um sort of i can't remember the name of it now but it was a lovely beef starter um very thinly cut and then we had a beautiful chicken dish for um, Maine. We then obviously have a dessert and then maybe some, you know, cheese and biscuits and things at the end. Or a sorbet perhaps in the middle of the four courses. It kind of mixes up as you go through your itinerary. But of course, it's going to be different every single day. The afternoon teas as well. I mean, what an amazing hit that is, you know, sitting there watching the world go by out of your windows, enjoying that wonderful afternoon tea with all the cakes and the sandwiches and the teas and the coffees, but you can still obviously buy drinks at the bar during um, the periods in between lunch and dinner if you want to have a drink as well. And the drinks on board are very competitively priced, just to throw that out there as well. You know, a glass of wine, uh, which I love wine, it doesn't love me very much, but six, six euros for a nice big glass of wine, which is not bad at all. Um, and of course, you're so right, Sarah, the food is a huge part of river cruising, you know, so it's very, very, um, it's catered very well for the local destinations that we're traveling through local specialties but we'll also have those international favorites in there as well oh that's excellent i think that's such a big thing as well in there the immersion program as well on board and i think that's the reason why people are choosing river cruise because they want to connect to the destinations Mm -hmm. you're cruising through as well so obviously making sure that the entertainment is brought in from the local towns the local communities you're a part of as well but also the food product as well this is that full immersion. So again, if some people are worrying that, you know, what's the point of doing a river cruise because you're going to be sailing on this corporate product, it's not at all. It's all very much tailored to the destinations you're sailing to and from. So you are still getting that really rich immersion into kind of, you know, if you're sailing through um, Slovakia, you're going to get a little hint of that on board. If you're sailing through kind of, you know, Austria, all that culture comes onto the ship as well as you move through the rivers as well. So it's not like you're getting this corporate experience of these are our classics and you're only having this it's very much enriched and enhanced by the region you're sailing through, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And that's a big part of the whole experience when you're river cruising is to really immerse yourself in the destination that you're traveling through. The other thing to note as well as we do use local experts in all of our different um, locations as well. So not only are you getting that experience on board, but you're also then you know engaging with people that are locals to the area. They have the best local knowledge. And a lot of them are our local guides that have worked with us for many, many years. Of course, when you're river cruising, you know, again, getting on and off the ship is very, very easy. 
because you know it's a ship that takes maybe 180 people um so you haven't got a queue to get off particularly you know it's literally just off you go and then there's your guides waiting for you with their lovely colorful lollipops depending on which group you're going in and then you'll go on off with them and you'll go and do a, a walking city tour or maybe you'll be jumping on a coach to go and visit some historical site um depends where you are and what the itinerary is but those local experts really do make our itineraries so much more enriching for our passengers. Our cruise directors are phenomenal and they've got incredible knowledge, but it's those local experts that really do add to that immersive experience. And working, I mean, I've, I've been a travel writer, started off as a family travel, uh, family blog when the boys were little, and now they're, they're older, they're, they're adults. So I've been involved in travel for all those years. And it was only when I started to work or take my role working for the websites I work for, that I realised that actually when you're in a pool, you learn so much more with a local guide than just wandering around. Um, you just can't see a pool without having a guide now. I think you've got to have somebody yeah. that can tell you the history. I mean, on, on my last river cruise, the lady was showing us pictures of um, herself on a building site that was rubble when she was two, and you're never going to see mm -hmm. that just walking, are you? So I think that's a massive deal that the, the ports that the trips are included and and you're getting these local guides I think it's excellent yeah definitely and of course a lot of them like you say have been you know they've lived through a number of different things you know for many many years and you can ask them questions and they're so engaging and they want to tell you everything yeah. about their local area town history you know um, city wherever they live and it really is just so nice to get to know them one of the um one of the excursions that we actually do is a, a Miltonburg trip where we actually take our guests to go and visit a number of different families. So you kind of split up into groups yeah. and you'll go and visit local families in Miltonburg and they'll, they'll um, provide teas, coffees and cakes. They'll welcome people into their home and they will literally tell you about the history of their local village. They'll tell you about, you know, um, World War II times, etc. You can ask questions and you feel, you know, like they're friends. You know, it's just such an incredible experience. And that's what it's all about. It's really immersing yourself. However, saying that, if you're not into, you know, uh, maybe that immersion, again, you don't have to do these trips. They're included you can still go off and do your own thing if you wish to and that's the great thing with travel marvel is it does give you that nice balance between having a number of inclusions but also having enough free time to then go off on your own grab a bike from the ship go for a bike ride along the riverbank you know the, the cruise director will tell you where the best places the best cafes are to stop and the flattest route as well you know so you're not traveling up hills and all that kind of stuff but you know it's just a lovely balance of traveling so you've got that immersion but you've also got that freedom and flexibility to go off and do your own thing if you want to and if there is a trip that you're not particularly into then you don't have to do it you can stay on board the ship and just relax and enjoy the facilities i did that one day on their last river cruise didn't i so they all got off and went on a trip and i stayed on the ship but it was moving between two ports and it was just amazing because there was hardly anyone on i was catching up on a bit of work and it was just like whoa because it's so intimate, it, you know. You can you can almost throw something at the at the, the <laughs> land if you wanted to. You don't get that in the ocean, do you? It's like you've got scenery no. and yeah. I just I just think it's a it. We did. I think our first river cruise was just before lockdown, and my husband is just hook, line, and sinker. He absolutely fell in love. Yeah, with I did, but Chris Moore. Yeah, it is. It is an incredible way to travel, and 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 that's a really good point, actually, Sarah, as well, because a lot of people think the ship won't move without you on board, but when you go <laughs> to the lock, it has got to go through the locks at certain times. You know, it all depends on water conditions, you know, um, timings, and all those kind of things. And if we don't get to the lock on time, then we're going to be delayed because there'll be other boats in front of us that we should have been ahead of. So it's really important the ship does, and I think from Amsterdam to Budapest. There's, you know, it's like about, I think it's 18,000 kilometers and there's 68 locks on that stretch. So from the Rhine into the main and then into the, the upper Danube. So 68 locks that ship has to go through when it's going from Amsterdam to Budapest. So sometimes you will get off the ship and you will go off and then you'll get a coach to bring you sort of for about 20 minutes, half an hour further along the river 
to catch the ship up because the ships had to move through the locks whilst you were off doing your sightseeing activity. But if you want to stay on board, then you can and you do feel like it's your own Why ship. Not? Like it's just you yeah. on board. <laughs> just I was so I mean, envious. Yeah. I know. When you got, because we'd gone through a lock, hadn't I? I'd got all the footage and I was so about it all. They were like, I don't know. Don't wrong, we had an amazing, we had an amazing excursion. So, like, it is one of those things. It's that. Yeah. You do, it was a rock, a rock and a hard place, isn't it, when you're on board? Because there's so much choice of amazing excursions included. So you're kind of yeah. like, you, you, because they're included as well, and that's the unique thing about it. If you're someone like me who does ocean, I dread looking at the excursion list because I know I'm going to see all these amazing mm. things I'm going to want to do and then see the price points and go, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I didn't yeah. have to worry about that on River because particularly, and again, I know it varies by brands, but because there were so many included and there were multiple choices as well, I was like a child with a, with a menu. Like, oh my God, I want to do that. And I want to do that. And I want to do that. And then by the end of the week, I yeah. realized, yeah, I missed out. Didn't, didn't miss out. We still had a half day scenic cruising day, but I was very envious as well when Sarah was telling us about the time when she sat in with a glass of wine <laughs> and tapping away on her laptop. And I was like, <laughs> And I've been to a concentration camp. <laughs> we've had we've had very different days today. <laughs> I love it. And then, like, literally, we all came back. Me and Donna have been crying all day because we've just been in this really like really sad place and everything. <laughs> but it's lovely and it's great I... to have that choice though as well, and just yeah. to have that immersion. Like I would never have been to the concentration camp or the working camp in our case if I hadn't been on board a river ship because there's no way I would have gone to. Um, the world and had the opportunity to do that and i am so glad i did it because it framed the war in a way i've never had the war framed in in my my schoolhood and my my life type of thing so it was really great to have that opportunity and again it's something i wouldn't have done if i wouldn't have experienced a river cruise because like i say i would never have gone to that part of the world beforehand yeah absolutely and kieran that's another point actually really good point you know you're going to see things that you didn't even know that you wanted to see when you're river cruising you know you're going to think okay so we're going to Würzburg, Nuremberg, Miltonberg, all the birds are all on the list. Okay, well, you know, but actually, when you get to all these different places, you're going to be wowed. You know, the history, the architecture, there's little hidden gems as well along the way. So, there's a trip that we do, which is one of our insider experiences. Um, sorry, it's one of our enhance your journey experiences. So, you do have to pay extra for it when you're on board. But it's so worth it. And it's a little town called Chesky Cromluff, which is absolutely fantastic. It's like Disney. Absolutely. You know, you really? the fairy tale castle. Oh, it's just, oh my God. It's to be amazing. Sarah book it now it, next week. Right, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can get an itinerary where you have the option oh, wow. to go to Chesky Cromluff, I wholeheartedly recommend it. You know, and that's the sort of thing that people say. They go, well, we thought we'd give it a go. It sounded like a great excursion. Yeah. But, oh my God. It's one of my most favorite places I've ever been to. So, you know, that's the other thing. It's those hidden gems that you're not going to know that you needed to see the photography you know the, the opportunities that you're going to have for these incredible pictures it's very instagrammable you know river cruising you know <laughs> you're in these incredible locations and people are like wow where is that you know when you put it on your social media so it's a great conversation piece as well because you're going to see these incredible places that you've never heard of but are so glad that you were able to get to on a river cruise it's like i mean doing the sound of music tour i was weeping the whole day that's one of my favourite <laughs> yeah. films, and to actually walk through those gates and see the, the the house, which isn't a house really, is it? But oh my goodness, it was just and and again, that was on a river cruise. Yeah, I know. And the other one is um, Vienna as well. A lot of people are absolutely, you know, awestruck by how beautiful Vienna is, and of course, it's the home of classical music. So you're going to be able to have that classical music concert to to enjoy. Um, you know, and it is just incredible. You're in this amazing location with this incredible music, you know, and even if you're not a classical music fan, you're going to love it because you're in the home of classical music and it's what it's, it's the birthplace and it's just immersing yourself in that culture and that historical side of things. And again, you're going to come away thinking, wow, you know, I never knew that I would love that so much. So it's, again, trying these new things. And a lot of them are included in the cost of the holiday. So you've already paid for them. Um, but it is, it's incredible what it gives you. And it, it really does make you feel so fulfilled. I have to say, when I've river cruised, obviously, I've been working, um, you know. <laughs> same, same. Um, <laughs> 
but it does still feel like a holiday because I'm on board this beautiful ship seeing these incredible locations and yes of course I am still working I'm escorting I'm you know hosting a fan trip or whatever but I'm still enjoying these incredible places and I still feel like a passenger I'm still enjoying the food and I just think oh my god you know if you haven't discovered River Cruise yet, then you really do need to look at what it's all about. If you love city breaks, if you love multi-centre holidays, you know, if you like to do a little bit of um, uh, sort of um, touring holidays, things like that, have a look at River Cruising. Because when you weigh up the cost in terms of what you would pay maybe to go to, I don't know, Amsterdam for four nights with your excursions, with your food, with your drinks, etc., I can guarantee that you would be shocked at how much more you're going to get included on a river cruise for almost the same money, but you're going to get so much more out of a river cruise because it's such amazing value for money. Yeah, can't fault it. And we say this about ocean and river as well, isn't it? It's value for money as well, for the quality you're receiving. You cannot beat it at the moment, especially with the way the travel world is going and costs are going up and up. And I think 2024 yeah. customers are going to have a big shock as well when they come in to book their holidays next year, the prices then. I definitely think Ocean and River offer the best value of hot for money at the moment. And we've built our businesses around it. But I think we're very passionate about that. Of Just if you want value for money, definitely think look at cruising, period, river or ocean for next year. Also, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say it again. It's the food. But (laughs) (laughs) you don't get food like that in a land-based hotel. I've been to one super ultra-luxury resort that costs three times the price of a cruise. <laughs> Other than that, I've never had food like I've had on a ship, ever. No. I know. It is it is an incredible like I said, it's such an important part of the of the experience. You know, we do obviously I know we've talked a lot about Europe, but we do have river cruising in Egypt. We do have river cruising in um uh Asia as well on the Mekong. Um and what we do there actually is again immerse, you know, immersive experiences, the food, you know, local delicacies as well as those international favourites, etc. So again, wherever you go on a river cruise, you're getting that full experience of being immersed into the the cuisine and the culture and the history of that destination but what I love about our Asia product specifically is that we do have a a mix between river cruise and escorted touring so even though you're traveling to the Mekong you're not just going to do the Mekong which is spectacular and if you are going to Vietnam and Cambodia and you're not going to travel along the Mekong then you need to get that into your itinerary because it's the most incredible way to see the countries. Um, but what we also do in Asia is we have got these um, uh, additional extras either side of the Mekong River Cruise. So you can then experience the likes of Siem Reap and Ho Chi Minh and Halong Bay and Hanoi. Um, and you can actually immerse yourself in the cities, do those excursions, you know, go to um, Sea and Reap, for example, sorry, the um, Anchor Archaeological Park, go and do the Anchor What Sunrise experience, etc. You know, all those bucket list things that you would think, oh, I'll never get to do. Well, that's included in an itinerary on a, on a Mekong River cruise. Um, you know, again, there's so much out there for everybody. So, you know, of course, Europe's very popular for the first time river cruiser and people that don't want to travel very far as well, because obviously you've got, you know, the Rhine, the Main, the Danube, the Douro as well. Um, you know, and then, of course, um, we're bringing back actually some of our French waterways for 2025, which is, yeah, and again, very, very popular in um, terms of customer demand. But unfortunately, after the pandemic, we did have to strip it back a little bit. So they haven't been on sale, but they are coming back. So that's really good news. But then again, if you've done the Doro and you've done the Danube and you're thinking, okay, what's next? Then have a look at Asia, have a look at Egypt, you know, Nile River cruises. Wow. The, the, you know, we've added more dates actually to our portfolio for Egypt river cruising because it has just been selling like hotcakes. Demand's booming, isn't it? It's gone crazy. It has. Yeah, absolutely. And again, in Egypt, you've got the best of both worlds. So you've got the four night river cruise, but then you've also got the three night stay in Cairo. You can add on the three night stay in Alexandria. You can add on Jordan and Israel. You know, we are going to fly people down to go and see certain, you know, um, historical sites, etc. on the itinerary, all included you're going to get a cruise director that's a qualified Egyptologist. Wow. They're going to know the best, you know, the best information. They're going to know everything about the, the any questions that you might have to ask. So again, river cruising is going to give you so much more than what you would get if you were to do it independently. Absolutely. And I think it ties into the APT side of the business as well. I think if you can just briefly explain to people as well about, obviously we're mainly talking about river cruising here, but APT is also a touring company as well. 
And I think that's the hallmark of the business as well as the fact that you are also leaders as well in putting together touring groups as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what we started doing many, many years ago. So we've just celebrated our 95th year in anniversary oh, wow. um, in, in business. So we started in 1927 uh, in Melbourne, Australia. Um, it started out because there was a tram strike in Melbourne and Bill McGeary saw an opportunity. He was a bit of an entrepreneur and he converted some vehicles into shuttle buses. And he started what is today Melbourne's busiest bus route. And they did that for many years and built the business up. And then in the 50s, um, unfortunately, Bill's uh, health became poorly. So his son, Jeff, took over the business and he then took it to what it is today. And he is such an inspirational man. He started touring in the outback, uh, then introduced general touring in Australia, then introduced touring in New Zealand, then Canada, Alaska, Asia, you know, China, Japan, etc., cetera, uh, South America, you know, you name it, they started touring. And that's what we did predominantly for the majority of those business years. But then about 30 years ago, introduced river cruise as well because it goes hand in hand with escorted touring so that's why you get those combinations in select destinations where you can enjoy a tour and a river cruise all in one because we do both we are experts in in both um you know i don't like to blow our own trumpet but you know we do get the most incredible feedback we've got incredible relationships with our hoteliers and our third-party suppliers um, you know, so when you do do a tour with with APT or with Travel Marvel, you are going to see all the must see sites. You're going to get the best porterage, so you're not having to lug your suitcase from here to there. You know, it's all taken care of for you. And the the fleet of coaches that we use are, you know, luxury, best in class, etc. And again, our tour directors are, you know, very knowledgeable using those local experts again in in destination as well to get that immersive experience. So could we talk a bit about the top deck? Because I think sometimes that's something that's very overlooked on river cruising, isn't it? Because it's all about the activity, about the getting out and seeing the ports. But you can chill out as well, can't you? Absolutely, yeah. So obviously with river cruising, you've got the beautiful sun deck, which is a you know a massive place for people to relax. They want to see the scenery. They want to be up on the sun deck. Um, you know, on our travel marble ships, we do actually have a rooftop garden, which is... Um, where the barbecue area is so you've obviously got that sort of nice comfy sofa area to relax in um, you've also got a whirlpool on board as well and then a walking track as well so there's lots of things going on up there for people to enjoy but most of all people just want to relax and watch the scenery and they want to you know read a book or enjoy a G&T while they're traveling along you know these incredible um, stretches of river such as the Rhine Gorge the cruise director will often come up as well and do a little bit of a chat about you know the history side of things in terms of the uh, the Rhine Gorge, there's so many different fairy tale castles for you to see when you're up there. Um, so you know it's a great place to hang out. But the great thing about our ships is that the first the front section of the ship is actually lower down, which means that you can stay up on the sun deck when you're navigating those locks. Most of the time, you know you can watch, but you have to watch from inside the ship because they close the sun deck. Uh, at the top and then the wheelhouse where the captain is lowers down um it's a bit like a shapeshifter you know it goes up and down depending <laughs> on what it needs to do. um but because obviously you're on that lower section of the sun deck you can stay up on on the top and watch what goes on watch how close you get to the to the walls on either side you can literally touch the walls as you're going through the locks and you can watch what happens in these giant mechanical structures and all the water levels going. And it is, I mean, I never thought I'd be geeky about that at all. But actually, <laughs> I am, I am. every single time I'm up there with my camera yeah. taking pictures, it's just fascinating to watch. And when you see it's a lot coming, everyone gets really excited. There's no experience <laughs> like it. You can't, I can't even describe to anybody what going through a lot's like. It's just you to experience it because it's amazing. Yeah, and you get to see the crew doing their thing as well. You know, when you're on an ocean cruise, they are hidden away. You know, you don't see anything that goes on. Uh, I mean, you might occasionally see someone hanging over the side with a pair of binoculars, but that would be literally <laughs> yeah. it, you know. When you're on a river cruise ship, you can see everything. You can see the captain steering the ship, you know, and all the the, nav- the nautical crew doing their thing. And it is just, you know, you feel like you're a part of it, which is what River Cruise is all about. So, yeah, it is a fascinating part of River Cruise, definitely. One question I've got, because, and this is something that I struggled to answer last week. So Sarah asked me, like, what's the best place to start with River? And I was like, it's such a big topic that I always struggle to say to people, this is where you should begin. But I kind of 
I, I won't answer it how will I answer I'll see what you say but if somebody was to come to you and, I, and this is what I do and for people who listen to home this is our relationship with people like Becky is if a customer comes to us and asks what you suggest we will always go to our sales manager and be like I've got this customer they're thinking this can you suggest um, so if somebody was to come to you for the first time ever and they're thinking of doing a river cruise how would you help guide them into choosing kind of maybe which river's the best or which um, itinerary may be the best how would you go about helping someone do that yeah, absolutely. So I think generally it's the Rhine to, uh, as a first time river cruise experience or the Danube. Um, the Rhine tends to be more popular because it's easier to get to from the UK in terms of flying into Amsterdam and then home from, you know, Munich or, you know, um, Nuremberg or wherever you're finishing your itinerary. Um, and the Rhine is um, very, very popular in terms of the scenery that you're going to see, you know, that Rhine Gorge experience. You're going to see, you know, cities that you that you know, uh, Amsterdam, Cologne, you're comfortable. Um, so most people tend to start off on the Rhine. The price point's often very, very competitive as well. So if you're thinking, okay, I want to try something with River Cruise, I'm not sure, I want to give it a go, you don't want to spend a fortune. So you're going to look at something that's maybe got, you know, a really good value for money price point. And the Rhine often is the the best priced in terms of, of the rivers. Um, so yeah, absolutely. The Rhine tends to be the first one. But then some people try the Danube to start with first as well, because they want to see Budapest. They want to see the, you know, the the, the Danube, the Viennas, etc. Um, you know, many people tend to do the Douro or the lower Danube after they've tried the Rhine or the main Danube first. Um, and that's because they kind of want to know if they enjoy the concept of river cruising before they kind of then spend a little bit more money because the Douro and the lower Danube do tend to be slightly higher in terms of price point. Um, and then you'll often find people upgrade their cabins and things as well so that they get the best views from their cabins when they're on board as well. I mean, the big news for us in terms of um, the Douro actually is that we've got a brand new ship launching in July next year. She's absolutely stunning. Very similar to our contemporary ships that you guys have been on in, in Europe. So it is very exciting for us. So we're going to have a beautiful seven night itinerary going from Porto return um, with, you know, add-ons if you want them, such as, you know, Lisbon, etc. Um, but, you know, the Douro doesn't tend to be a first time river cruise destination. You do get some, absolutely. People want to see this river it's a unesco world heritage site the scenery is phenomenal um capacity tends to be quite um tricky on the doro because it's very very popular and of course the ships are smaller as well because it does need you know the ships as you said before sarah they need to get through the locks etc so the doro ships need to be smaller because the um, infrastructure is slightly smaller than compared to europe where you've got the big industrial ships also going up and down the rivers um, so the ships generally take about 120 to 130 people so in comparison, when you think Europe, 180, yeah. <laughs> there's a big difference. A big difference Not so many it? cabins, mm. big difference, absolutely. So people tend to have to book well in advance to get the door out, to, to get the cabin that they want and the itinerary that they want. So that tends to be your, your second or your third time river cruises because they know that that's what they want and they want to get that, um, that sort of booking secured in advance. But yeah, the Rhine to start or the Danube generally tends to be the first river cruise destination for most people. So in terms of age demographic, what sort of age demographic tends to cruise with you? On board, yeah. So it tends to be, we say 55 plus. Um, and, I, and I go like that because when I was on board last year, there were people in their 40s on board. So, you know, it definitely is attracting a lower age range, you know, as we go through. Um, people are, you know, like we said before, they're starting to discover river cruise. They're starting to think, well, why am I paying this amount of money for one destination when I can pay that amount of money and see seven, eight, nine, ten different locations and enjoy, you know, the most amazing food and hospitality on a beautiful, you know, floating boutique hotel. So, you know, it really is, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just such a, a lovely way to travel. And I think that the younger generation are now starting to discover it. But we typically say 55 plus tends to be our um, average age of customers coming on board. And, you know, in terms of, um, you know, ma maximum age range, obviously, you know, if you're fully mobile, you could be 105 and you're welcome on board. As long as you can navigate a flight of stairs, then you can river cruise. Now, the reason we say that is because the elevators don't go all the way up to the sun deck because they have to get under bridges and under locks and things like that. So we can't have a, a lift shaft on the, on the sun deck. So to be able to get up onto the sun deck, you do have to walk up a flight of stairs. 
Um, so you do have to be able to navigate that independently. Um, of course, there's no chairlifts or anything like that to help you up those stairs. So when it comes to mobility, again, you know, we we are you know it's not like we're trying to discriminate at all but the 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 nature of river cruising means that you're going to have to be able to navigate that flight of stairs and also when the ships double or triple docking in select locations especially the busier ports such as Amsterdam and Vienna and Cologne and um Amsterdam you know sometimes you're going your ship's going to be the third ship out and you're going to have to walk up to the sun deck across to the next ship down that flight of stairs through the other ship to get onto the port side so yeah so obviously um it's really important that any customers are fully open and transparent with their um travel agent kieran uh, obviously yourself to make sure that they are able to enjoy the river cruising to the, to the best of their ability so can you just touch on actually because if you've been on an ocean and the first time i ever saw this it blew my mind how the ships stack because it's incredible <laughs> I know, I know. They are amazing. And, you know, what what made me laugh actually recently, I was out um visiting the ship and the ship was docked and I was walking along the port side and all of a sudden it started pulling away. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, where's it going? Literally, I'm here, I'm ready to get on. You're meant to be picking me up, you know. And it was a little bit of an ad hoc experience because I was the only one getting on board because I was joining the ship sort of two days after it left port. But all it was doing was basically reversing out to let another ship come yes. in because they needed to be closer to the port side because they were staying longer than what our ship was. So, of course, when they got there, they could they could come straight up to the port side and dock. But then they had to move and then obviously bring the ship back in and then dock next to this other ship. So it happens all the time and they're constantly moving the ships in and out. So if you get back to port and you can't see your ship, don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> it's still gonna be there it's probably just moved because it's stacking itself against another ship because it's leaving before that particular ship um depends on the itinerary really but it is fascinating and and the great thing is as well as you get to have a look and you get to see inside other people's ships <laughs> i mean i shouldn't really say that on a recording but yeah <laughs> for me it's fascinating you always have a little quick look at the at the lounge as you walk through the reception or across the sun deck and you do you can get to you know river cruising is you know, at the end of the day, it's like that. There, you know, there's no way around it. You have to double and triple dock sometimes in select locations. But it is a fascinating part of river cruising, and and I think again, if people know that before they go, they're not going to be shocked when they see it happening. You have to be careful in the mornings, especially as well when you open your bedroom windows. <laughs> you definitely do. Not that I've learned from first-hand experience, but um, I've had a few close calls in the mornings when I open the windows. It's a ship, or or equally like, oh, we're actually closer to land than I thought. It's just, yeah, it's, just so, it's just so used to ocean. You're kind of like, ah, oh, there's going to be no one outside. It's fine. I'll have a quick little peek. <laughs> you're yeah. not always able to do that on river because you tend <laughs> no. to dock quite close to everything. <laughs> Absolutely. And you go to bed and there's no ship there. And then you open your curtain in the morning and you've got another balcony opposite you, you know. So that's the thing just to be aware of. Obviously, you know, when you're in port, those things happen. So just be warned. I mean, with your yes. experience, and I'm sure you'll never do that again without getting dressed. Well, so. I don't know. <laughs> A few late time drinks and strange things happen to me, to be honest. <laughs> Question I had as well, just, and I know you've told me about this separately, but just what would you say then is say your top two or three itineraries that you offer as well then? So your most popular, I guess, if people are looking for the cheat sheet of what to book. Yeah, so we've got a number of itineraries that range from seven nights up to 14 nights. Um, and funnily enough, the 14 nights... Um, they've become more popular with the UK market. Now, yeah. most of the time, um, people from the UK just want seven-night river cruise. But because the price points have been so good this year and people are really loving river cruise, they're thinking, well, I want to go for longer. And we're yeah. actually one of the only companies that does a two-week river cruise in one direction. Yeah. Um, and again, the reason that we do that is because we've got those Australasian passengers that are coming all the way to Europe from Australia and New Zealand. They're not going to come and just do one week in one direction and then go back on themselves. So we do have the Amsterdam to Budapest or Budapest to Amsterdam itinerary. So we have the Magnificent Europe, which is our APT luxury 15 days. 
Um, and that, of course, would be on a luxury ship, which is a different concept to the one that we've been talking about. Yep. And then European Gems is the travel marble one. So you would be on one of those contemporary ships that we've been t- talking about. And it's a very similar itinerary, um, you know, similar stops, etc. But you're not going to go back on yourself. You're going to go all the way down the Rhine, the main into the Danube. And then obviously you're going to disembark from from that end point. Um, So that's definitely becoming more popular. But in terms of seven nights, we have got the reflections of the Rhine and Main, which is very, very popular from a UK perspective. And that's where you fly into Amsterdam and out of Nuremberg or Munich or vice versa. And then we have the delightful Danube, which goes from Nuremberg to Budapest or Budapest to Nuremberg or back from Munich. So, you know, there's a number of itineraries there. But I think what's really important to note as well is when you are doing a seven or an and we have got an eight night as well, um, you are actually going to be on that ship that is doing the Amsterdam to Budapest sector. sector. So right. it, it's almost like if you're traveling from Amsterdam to Budapest, when you get to Nuremberg, you're going to see people come and go. And right. that's because that's almost like the halfway point between the two destinations. And people are going to leave and people are going to join. So if you make friends with people in the first week, make sure you say goodbye to them because they're going to be getting <laughs> off <laughs> if you're on for the full two weeks. I've actually had that. I've had somebody contact me saying, I made friends and we didn't realise they were getting off. Can you can you get in touch with them? I want to say no. goodbye properly. And that, again, is a lovely thing about river cruising. People make friends and people get Absolutely. to know each other and they dine together in the evening and things. So, yeah, so it's, it's a fantastic, um, you know, um, way of catering for both the Australasian and the UK markets and giving those different options of what people mm. want. Seven, eight, we do have um, the 14 um, nights as well. Um, and, of course, you know, you have got those little add-ons as well. Do you want to stay an extra few nights in Budapest? add on a hotel for two nights, et cetera, extend your itineraries. So there's a bit of flexibility there, definitely. So can I ask a question about cabins? Because the cabins on river cruise ships are very different to ocean cabins. Yes, <laughs> they are indeed. So, I mean, obviously with um, ocean, you have got the inside cabins, you've got the outside cabins, you've got the balcony cabins, the suites, etc. Um, you know, you've got all these different grades of cabins to choose from, midship, you know, aft, forward, etc. With river cruising, you've got three decks of cabins. There's four decks in total, including the sun deck. Now, the lower deck cabins are going to be fixed window cabins. We don't have any that are inside. So you always, you're always going to have natural light coming into your cabin. But on the lower deck, they are fixed window cabins. So that means that the, the, the cabins are lower down in the ship. So the water is going to be just under the lip of the window. So when you're stood in your cabin and you look out of the window, you'll see the water level just below the lip of the window. Call them a swan view, if you like, because you can see the ducks and swans bobbing by <laughs> as you're sailing along. Um, you know, and I think if you're the type of person that doesn't spend a lot of time in their cabin and they want to be in the true north lounge enjoying afternoon tea and they want to be up on the sun deck chilling out, then they're absolutely fine for you. They are very, you know, they're furnished exactly the same way as the rest of the cabins on board the ship. They are slightly smaller, 153 square feet, um, but, you know, fully functional, very comfortable. Um, but again, if you want to make the most of the view from your cabin, then you need to go up to the main or the upper decks. And this is where you'll find our French balcony cabins. They're all the same in size, 167 square feet. They've got a wide panoramic window that retracts in on the touch of a button. So you can lower that window down and it creates a bit of a French balcony-esque sort of feel. Um, You can let the fresh air into your cabin. And of course, there is a little seating area just in front of the window as well, so you can watch the world go by. Um, there is obviously full on suite facilities in all our cabins, robes, slippers, toiletries, hairdryer, um, infotainment system with movies, TV channels, a bow cam so you can lie on your bed and watch the ship moving through the river. Um, you know, they're, they're serviced twice a day. Um, so you'll have a turn down service in the evening as well as obviously um, the normal service in the mornings once you've finished in your cabin. So they're very, very comfortable. And I can't tell you, the storage is phenomenal. They thought about this so well on these ships. So full length hanging space, you know, you wouldn't think it's that important, but actually hanging those suits or those dresses and things like that, you know, that you might want to wear for the gala evening with the captain on board. You know, it's really important to have that. The amount of deep drawers that we've got to put everything away, space under the beds to put your suitcases. You know, you can literally put everything away so that you feel like you've really relaxed and you've really made it a home away from home. 
climate control, of course, as well. Can't forget that. Um, so they're, you know, absolutely spectacular. They're called the French um, French Balcony Suite. However, saying that, we do have four cabins that are at the top of the tree, and these are four owner suites that you'll find on board, and they're about 250 square feet, and they have a, a designated lounge area, an extra uh, window, as well as the French balcony, and a larger ensuite as well. So there's a range of cabins to choose from. Uh, depends on what the customer's looking for, really. But I would say when you're on the river, you're going to want to see the scenery. So go for one of the French balcony cabins because it's going to give you the best of both worlds. I just want to go on a cruise. We need renovation and everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. So, you know, you're just up to there with it. And we just I just need a holiday. <laughs> Oh, then every week there we just talk about going on a holiday and Sarah's yeah. just like mm, yep at some point <laughs> soon yeah yeah <laughs> I know. but yeah we're just we're, it's like a massive renovation so it's just been really difficult oh bless you <laughs> yeah no absolutely and I have to say like you know the best one to go on is a river cruise because you're going to really chill out yeah. you know yeah. I went um, on a river cruise just after I'd had quite a big operation and APT sent me on this um trip and it wasn't actually to host a trip or anything it was literally um just to go and um experience the product with one of my colleagues so it felt like a, a holiday it was wonderful we had three nights on board one of the new contemporary ships it was the best rehabilitation i could have asked for you know getting on board relaxing no kids no husband just me on this beautiful river cruise ship just chilling out reading a book watching the world chatting to the passengers you know enjoying a nice glass of wine and I came back and felt like I'd really had time to kind of just relax and get my head straight really after this big operation that I had yeah because when you're at home you know like you say things are going on you've got renovation going on you've got kids going on busy life you know everything that goes on to run so Cool. Well, thank you so much, Becky, for coming on. Honestly, we love having kind of our trade partners come on um, just to share their first-hand experience because they can explain, obviously, more about the product and the destination better than I can because my memory is like a sieve lately. <laughs> All this amazing <laughs> information that we get is just really great to hear it firsthand. So thank you very much for coming on, Becky. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you guys are interested in booking an APT or Travel Marvel River Cruise, then definitely reach out to me. I can help you find the best um, River Cruise available. Mm -hmm. So you can find me online under magical-traveler.com or I'm on all my social medias under Magical TRVLR. Um, myself and Becky have done another video. If you've loved listening to this, there is another video on my YouTube channel, which you can find, uh, that has a little bit more detail about the itineraries and um, a few more pictures as well of some of the ships available as well. So definitely hunt that down if you want to learn a little bit more. I've also got two cabin tours as well of two of the cabins that Becky's talked about as well, just in short form as well on my YouTube and Instagram. So hunt them down. Uh, Sarah, I know you have a lot of content on your website about river cruising as well. Where's the best place the guys can find that? So we, we do have quite a bit on um, not so much uh, APT and the cruise ships, but we do have itineraries. So if you want to look at the Danube and what the Danube's got to offer and some of the cruise ports, we've got the itinerary guide so that you can see some of these amazing ports you can reach on these ships. And that's on cruisingforall.com. Oh, well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.